Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to have an awesome broadcast. You're going to be glad you tuned in. We're going to have a wonderful time in the Word of God. And Terry, I've been looking forward to these broadcasts for a long time because we have a special guest. You know who it is? Very dear to us. Yes. (laughs) It's Mama. It's Mama. Your Mama and my wife. That's right. Carolyn is going to be joining us today. And we're going to be talking about developing an accurate prayer life. And this is something that she knows a lot about. She's taught on prayer all over the country and other nations as well in our Bible schools. And people love it when she teaches on the subject of prayer. So you're going to be blessed today. I want to encourage you, don't miss one word. There's something about a praying mama, isn't there? You know, so many people write in, they'll say, if mama hadn't been praying, this wouldn't have happened. That's right. You know, just real quick, I wanted to read this, Dad. This is the result of somebody praying. It says, to God be the glory, I've been set free of a lifelong bondage of nicotine. Praise God. Then listen to this one. Stopped using meth in April. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like crying. Isn't that great? That's the power of prayer. of meth. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a serious bondage. It is. And you know that mama was praying too. Yes. Praise God. And that's the thing. So many people write in and call in and we all want to know, am I praying right? And how do I pray effectively? Well, I believe we have the expert today, don't we? We do. You know, uh, Carolyn grew up in a home where prayer was uh, taught and prayer was experienced and her mother was a praying woman. I'm telling you, she prayed the entire family into the kingdom of God. And so Carolyn has a great heritage in prayer, and that's the reason why we wanted her teaching this subject, and it's going to be life-changing. So if you've struggled in your prayer life, you don't seem to get the kind of results that you desire, the kind of results the Bible promises you, then praise God, I want to encourage you to pay very close attention because you're going to learn some powerful things about how to develop an accurate prayer life. As I stated at the opening of the broadcast today, I'm so thrilled to have my wife, Carolyn, with me, and we're going to be talking about developing an accurate prayer life. You know, Carolyn, this morning before coming into the studio, I went back and picked up my notebook from 1969 with all my notes of Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, Oral Roberts, where they were teaching me on those reel-to-reel tapes way back then on how to develop an accurate prayer life. And as I previously stated, Your mother was a praying woman. You watched your mother pray all of your young life and watched her get results, watched God answer her prayers. So prayer is not anything new to you. It was new to me starting in 1969. That's when I began to develop an accurate prayer life. But this is something that you've been highly developed in ever since you were a little girl. And I'm so glad that you prayed me in too, praise God. (laughs) Well, you know, I was raised going to prayer meeting every single week with my mother. And uh, even as a young age, I remember laying on the floor under the pew beside her while she prayed. So yes, I did learn. And I think I learned from the absolute best. Uh, A mother who uh, put God first place in every area and relationship of her life. Oh, you've already got me tearing up. We've just started. (laughs) thinking about mom. I'm so glad she knew how to pray because she, as I said, she prayed the entire family in, you know, and you remember I was running from God. It wasn't that I didn't believe in God. I just, I I got fed up with religion and I wanted something that was real. Mm -hmm. And your mother was praying for me. You're praying for me. And I'm running just as hard and fast as I could. I knew I had the call of God on my life. 
But I remember February the 11th, 1969, 3 o'clock in the morning, when I finally surrendered my life to the Lord. And I prayed in the Spirit till about 7 o'clock that morning. And when I stopped praying, I looked, and there was you and your mother sitting on the sofa in our den. And I said, guess what happened to me? You said, I know. We've been watching you. I, you said, I heard this noise in the, in the den, and I got up and noticed you weren't in bed. And I went in there and saw what was happening to you. And I had to call Mama and say, you got to come see what's happened to Jerry. And I remember what a glorious day that was. The prayers that you and your mother prayed for me when I was running from God. And just think of the yeah. number of mothers and grandmothers whose prayers have been heard in the ears of God yeah. down through the centuries and the people that have come to Christ because mamas and grandmas wouldn't stop praying. That's right. You know, it's a life of devotedness and a life of dedication. And that's exactly what I saw with my mom. In the morning, my dad would bring her coffee to bed, and uh, as she'd be waking up, he'd make the coffee first. And she would uh, lean up next to the headboard of the bed, and she would sit there the first thing in the morning and dedicate her life, yeah. her being, to the Lord. And I remember her prayers were something like, Lord, I give you my life. I give you myself today. I give you my hands Use my hands today to bless humanity. Use my mouth today to bless humanity. Use everything about me today to bless humanity. I give you my feet. Lead me where you want me to go today. Mm -hmm. And I just remember every day, mother doing that, yeah. of total devotion to God and being obedient to where he wanted her to go, what he wanted her to yeah. say, what he wanted her to do. And uh, she was a prayer. And... Uh, I thank God for that heritage that I have because um, I remember as a 15-year-old girl um, being raised to pray, but as a 15-year-old girl, for the first time, I tapped into the prayer of intercession. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a friend of mine that was a family friend, and he'd been in an automobile wreck. And uh, our report was that he was not going to live. And when I came in from school that day and Mother told me that Joey was not going to live, that they had given up on him, and being raised to pray, mm -hmm. that so impacted me because it was the only close person I'd ever known that was in a critical condition mm -hmm. like that that mm -hmm. was near my age. So I went to my bedroom, I got down on my knees, and in that case, I mean, it was a place of, of giving myself to God in prayer on my knees. Yeah. And I began to in intercede as a 15-year-old little girl and began to pray and pray and pray and pray. And an hour or two hours later, I came out of that prayer room and I walked up to my mom and dad and I said, Joey will live and not die. And I didn't even know mm -hmm. those phrases back then. Mm -hmm. We learned those later from Brother Copeland and Brother Hagen. Yeah. But I said, he's going to live. He's not going to die. Yeah. And do you know, we got a report a few days later that he had made the turn. And when we found out the time of the turn, it was when I, as a 15-year-old girl, was on my knees in my prayer, in my bedroom, praying and seeking God for this young man's deliverance and for his healing and restoration. And God did it. And I want you to know that made such an impact in my heart and in my life. And I knew from that point on 
that I had the ability and the power to tap into God through prayer That's right. and change circumstances. Amen. The Bible says in uh, the book of James that you have not because you ask not. You know, a lot of people don't realize how powerful prayer is. It's not begging God to do something. It's not crying out loud enough thinking, well, if I shout or cry loud enough, God might hear me. You know, one of the first things I wrote down in 1969, listening to Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland and Oral Roberts teach on prayer, was this statement. Prayer that brings results must be based on God's Word. Prayer that brings results must be based on God's Word. Now listen, we're talking about developing an accurate prayer life. Not, not a hit and miss prayer life. Not win a few, lose a few. But an accurate prayer life where you get results every time you pray. Now, John 15, 7 makes this statement. This is Jesus speaking. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, there's the key as far as I'm concerned to developing an accurate prayer life. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. That means I need to know what the word of God says. I need to base my prayer on what the word says. And so that's what we began to do way back there. 44 years ago, we started basing every prayer we prayed on what the word said. If we needed healing in our bodies, we'd go to the word and find out what does the word say? Well, 1 Peter 2, 24 says that by his stripes, we are healed. Galatians 3, 13 says we're redeemed from the curse of the law. Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that every sickness and every disease is under that curse. So that's how we would pray. Father, your word says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Your word says we're redeemed from the curse. And your word says every sickness and every disease is under that curse. Now, you see, we have this confidence that he's heard us. And 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 say that if you know he hears you, then you know you have the petitions you've desired of him. That's what right. a great way to pray. And you know what? Religions try to confuse the issue by saying God will answer prayer, your prayer, but it could most of the time be no. Yeah. Well, if you know the will of God, which is the word of God, and you know the word of God, which is the will of God, you're not going to pray anything that's not accurate. Mm -hmm. And so therefore your answer in prayer is going to be yes every time because you've prayed the known will of God for your life. That's right. And um, Kenneth Hagin used to say, faith begins where the will of God is known. That's right. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You see, I remember hearing people say, well, you need to pray. But then I'd hear them say, but don't get your hopes up too high because you never know what God will do. Well, you do know what God will do if you know what's in his word. God's never going to say something in his word and then will the opposite. Right. You know, somebody says, well, it may not be God's will for us to prosper. Well, wait a minute. Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper or be in health and that you may prosper even as your soul prospers. Now, the Bible says God wants us to prosper. So the person who says, well, it may not be his will. Well, his word says it is his will, so that's the way I'm going to pray. And so after that, after the amen, as far as we're concerned, the shouting begins. Not after we see it happen, but the moment we say amen, 
because we know he heard us. Well, your confidence in the word of God, because God said it and it says his word will not return unto him void. So, oh my goodness, the confidence level that you have by praying the word of God, knowing it's God's very own word going back to him. God gets pleasure out of us prospering. So when people say, Brother Jerry, is it the will of God for me to prosper? I always take them to the word. And I say, well, let's let the word be the foundation. Let's let the word be final authority. Now, the second thing that I wrote down in my notes from way back in 1969, number one was prayer that brings results must be based on God's word. And then I wrote this, start with the answer when you pray. I love that. Start with the answer when you pray. See, I already know the answer to my prayer before I ever went into praying because I know what the Word says. It builds such confidence. You never walk away saying, well, I don't know whether he heard me or not. I don't ever walk away saying, I'm not sure if that prayer got any higher than the ceiling. No, I know when I pray according to the Word, he heard me. And I know that I'm going to have the petition I've desired of him. So I base my prayer on the Word of God, I'm starting with the answer, and that shuts the door totally on doubt and unbelief and the fear that maybe He didn't hear me. That's right. The confidence comes from that and knowing that. And uh, you, you can always walk away joyful and rejoicing in God and not like the rest of the world that walk away wondering and doubtful, and then their words get involved, and, and they confess doubt and not believing that God's heard their prayer, mm -hmm. and you don't know if He's going to answer your prayer. But faith comes into play then, because you walk away with confidence in God and in His Word. That's right. You remember the time uh, we got the phone call from your parents. They said your grandfather was dying. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, the physician said, if you want to see him, you know, you better get here quick before he's passes. He's not going to last much longer. And when you got off the phone with your mother, you turned to me and told me what was happening. Mm -hmm. And you remember the spirit of intercession came on me and I went to our bedroom and I fell on the floor and I began to travail in the spirit for your grandfather, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. And then I went to the word and I got all the scriptures I could find on healing and deliverance and wholeness. And I looked at the examples of Jesus ministering to the sick during his earthly ministry. And I began to speak those scriptures out over your grandfather. And you remember, I came back into the living room. I said, let's go to Shreveport. Your grandfather is healed and we got to go tell him. And we got in the car and we drove four hours to Shreveport straight to that hospital. And we, we walked in your grandfather's room. He was setting up and looking out the window singing and an old song. singing an old hymn. Yeah. And when he saw us, he said, well, Jerry and Carolyn, what are you doing here? And I said, Mr. Creech, I come to tell you, you are healed. You'll live and not die. And, you know, he looked at me and he said, you know, I was awakened this morning. Now, he'd been unconscious, you know. And he said, I was awakened this morning and reminded of an old song I used to sing in those brush arbors way back there 
years ago. Now, a lot of people don't know what a brush arbor is, but a lot of times when they didn't have a church, they just went out in the field somewhere. They went out in the woods somewhere and, and just had a meeting, you know. And uh, sometimes they'd well, cut, they cut trees the down, and and cut trees the brush and down and build a shelter for the, for the preacher to preach under in the shade, you know. And he said, I remembered an old song I used to sing in those brush arbors. And he said, you know what that song was? And I said, no, what? He said, he bore it all that I might live. And I'm telling you, it was a joy to see the Word of God work. Yeah. And, and you know, when you have those kind of experiences, then it builds that confidence that when you pray according to the Word of God, you don't walk away wondering, you walk away with confidence. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. That was a powerful moment to see him uh, receive what God had paid the price for on Calvary. Yeah. You know what? If, if you need healing in your body today, then you need to, to picture in your mind Jesus dying on that cross for you and him hanging there, the stripes on his back. This is what Jerry taught us so many, many years ago, and I don't know who we heard this from, but I close my eyes and I picture Jesus hanging on the cross and the blood running down his arms and down his torso and down dripping off his feet and the crown of thorns that's just jammed into his head and the blood running down his skull, down into his eyes and face. And I close my eyes and I picture Jesus hanging on that cross, bearing it all for me, just like that song that my grandpa I was reminded of that day. He bore it all that I might live. If you need to live today, if you need healing and health in your body, right there where you're at, you're, you close your eyes and you picture Jesus doing that for you on the cross. And you just say right now, Lord, I receive it. I receive my healing. Whatever it is that you're battling today, you see Jesus bearing that particular ailment or sickness or disease in his body. And you say, Jesus, you bore it all for me that I might live. Right. And so today, right now, right this moment, by faith, I tap into the anointing of God to receive that healing that rightfully belongs to me because of what Jesus did Amen. on Calvary. And Father, we set ourselves in agreement that every person needing healing watching this broadcast today, your word says if any two of us shall agree as touching anything we ask, it shall be done for us. And we pray that they will get a glimpse of what Jesus did at Calvary, just like Carolyn was explaining. And they'll see that by those stripes on his back, they are healed. Satan, we bind you and we command you off their bodies, out of their bodies. You have no right. And we declare in the name of Jesus, they are healed, they are whole, and we give you praise for it. Now you just lift your hands, begin to praise God for your healing. Thank God that Jesus is still in the healing business today, praise God, and that you are redeemed. Now the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So right now, before we go to our announcer uh, with this special announcement, I want you to say out loud, I am redeemed and I am healed from every sickness and every disease in Jesus' name. We'll be right back in just a few moments.
Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly, anytime and anywhere. The authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited-time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two-CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15. You know, when I was going through one of the hardest times I've ever been through in my life, I remember holding on to one scripture. It says, your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, I made it personal. And I remember confessing it, just like mom and dad were talking about. One of the most effective ways to pray is when you speak the word of God out of your mouth. When you get a scripture, even if it's one scripture, but you make it yours. And you speak it out of your mouth consistently. And I remember walking around my kitchen saying, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. And you know, the reason I love that scripture is because grace is defined as the power of God coming on me to do with ease what I could never do on my own. Think about that definition. Grace is the power of God coming on you to do with ease what you could never do on your own. So that's a powerful scripture when you really break it apart. So I can remember just walking around my kitchen going, Lord, I don't feel like your grace is on me, but your word says your grace is sufficient for me. That means there's enough of it to get me through this. And I feel pretty weak right now, but you said your strength is made perfect in weakness. And I would confess it over and over and over. When I'm driving, I would confess it. When I was doing laundry, I'd confess it. And you know what? I look back on that and I know it was the grace of God that got me through. So when you speak the word of God out of your mouth, that's an effective prayer. Like mom said, the word of God is the will of God. But you, I mean, you hang on to that one scripture and you have to make God's word final authority. No matter how you feel, you just keep declaring it. It makes me think about, you remember the story of Elijah when he told that wicked King Ahab, he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And there had been a drought for three years, three years, not a cloud in the sky. And he confesses with his mouth. He says to King Ahab, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Now that must have sounded crazy at the time. And you know, when you read that story, you think about how here he made this declaration with his mouth, but then what did he do? He went up to Mount Carmel, bowed his face to the ground, and just began worshiping God. Just stayed in a position of praise and worship. His servant came seven times. He came back to him and said, there's not a cloud in the sky. There is no sign of rain. Imagine that negative report. But here's the key. It says Elijah stayed in position. What position? Prayer. A position of praise and worship to God. No matter how bad it looked, he kept praying. And then all of a sudden his servant comes back and says, 
I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that's all Elijah needed to hear. He said, get ready. The downpour is coming. Well, that's what we have to do, the same thing in our lives. When you're confessing, God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, and there is no sign your finances are even close to changing, you're doing exactly like Elijah. Stay in a position of prayer. Stay focused on God. Stay focused on his word. Stay in that position. How long? until things change, until they turn around. So I want you to get this special package that we're offering. This is an entire teaching by my mom on how to change your circumstances through prayer. And then also a teaching dad did on, was that God or was it just me? How to hear the voice of God. You know, so many times we wonder, but you can know. The Bible says my sheep know my voice. God wants you to know that's his voice. And then run with it. Whatever God's telling you, what he's speaking to your heart, run with it. So get this and listen to it. You know, the more you hear things, the more you're convinced of it. What you repeatedly hear, you eventually believe. So you need to surround yourself with messages on the power of prayer. And I'm telling you, God wants to change your circumstances. It's amazing though. God will change your circumstances, but he'll change you first. He always starts with us. And when we make prayer a part of our lifestyle, not just something we do before we run out the door, but it just becomes a part of life, that's when things begin to change. So take advantage of this special offer. I want you to know from all of us at Jerry Savelle Ministries, we love you, we appreciate you, and we are committed to praying for you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly anytime and anywhere. The authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two-CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15. It's time to go to the next level in your life, ministry, or business. Join Terry Savelle Foy and her guest, Dr. Dean Radke, for two success-packed days. In her role as a CEO, Terry knows how to clarify the vision, set goals, build a team, and get big results. She is known globally as a world-class motivator, speaker, and author on achieving your dreams. Dr. Dean R. Radke is an international vision facilitator and strategic planner. With over 35 years of senior Fortune 500 and ministry leadership and management experience, He will teach the insight and concepts you need to see explosive growth. And next, you will discover proven success principles that work for you, inner barriers that have blocked your success growth, principles to succeed on purpose in business and ministry endeavors, how to develop a strategic plan to get real results, and much more. Go to the next level in your life, your ministry, and in your business by attending the next conference, January 24th and 25th in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information and to register, visit Terry.com today. 
Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.